Unfortunately, in Mexico, there's not a strong um, outdoor or hiking um, culture. You know, I believe, I, I don't believe, I know that um, the trail, like the, the trail running culture in Mexico, it's bigger. And there's a bunch of people that run here. Actually, um, the best trails <laughs> um, or the longest trails uh, here in Mexico were made um uh, from you know like trail runners which i think is pretty cool and yeah well um and the company and the brand and well, the, the backpacks that i i do is um well yeah we're trying to well i saw this opportunity of making something something new about you know there were not a lot of brands here in Mexico, not, no brands. So I started like building backpacks and just trying to, okay, I'm going to just make them here um, and sell them. But but yeah, we, we just started making them. And because we sell in, in the US and we got like very good margins, we are we're able to pay high, high salaries to the workers. So that's what the About Us page is about. Um, so yeah, we we try to pay around twenty dollars to twenty two dollars for each backpack. So, um, so if they can make a backpack in two or three hours, so yeah, so it's good payment. I believe it's even good payment for, I don't know if for for the U.S. I don't think so, maybe not. But here's like a super good payment, and um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be twenty four years old and go to the warehouse and and see the people that respect you and and love you and and you know they they take care of you and of your products and your brand and yeah well i i i hope so i i hope that more brands in mexico and more companies make this i mean it will be ideal to well that's that's why mexico is so insecure because People would rather do some bad stuff and um, get paid a little bit more to do some nasty stuff like selling drugs or work for the cartel. And that's because companies pay very low salaries. So I believe that's that's the mission of the brand. Of course, the mission of any brand is to, to make money. And that's obvious. And I always say that. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't know if that's a word in English. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, because it's true. I mean, we all, I mean, I, I, I'm looking for a material growth as, you know, money and try to, but that will also make, made us um, contract more people and make more jobs, you know, and try to create this a little island of um, opportunity and of, um, yeah, of, yeah like a healthy island in mexico and hopefully we can other brands can see us and say oh well this guy is giving a little bit more money to the workers and it, it, it's not it's not bad for anybody you know like it's okay i i make money anyway so why should i make a lot of money when i can just like do this cool stuff which i think is is great it's my passion uh, i i believe it's my identity now i guess so so yeah that's a little bit <laughs> yeah definitely it's interesting how 
a lot of people be like, oh, that company just wants to make money, make money, make money. But like, if you want to hire more people and create a better product, you can create a lot of change by create or by having more revenue, by making more money in your company, you can hire more people to do better things. And it's a, it's a positive cycle versus a negative cycle of paying employees poorly. So I 100% get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, also, um, I, I took, it, it took a while for me to say that, say that, that we pay, like, we try to pay like high salaries Mm -hmm. um because it's a strong marketing um you know like message you know it's a very strong marketing message and i didn't want it to be a marketing message you know like because i don't want them to think that we're just talking you know like stuff or just making up stuff you know but you know it's it's a good point and i believe some people um appreciate what we're doing and I believe some people even like buy backpacks because of that, um, which is not bad uh, because it's happening, you know? So I think it's okay. Some people are like, oh, so these guys are trying to make something cool. Let's support them. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't, don't feel like it's a marketing position. It's more like my dream or my goal as a person to do something <laughs> you know try to do something yeah yeah definitely and you can definitely have multiple goals in your company right like you can yeah. be like, okay i want to pay my employees well i want to create positive change but also make a cool product which is what you guys are doing yeah oh yeah you will love the fast pack if you're a runner um so we have this fast pack which has like a, this um you know like running best kind of um um shoulder strap system which is so comfortable i mean it's crazy it's crazy i don't want to do like branding <laughs> so <laughs> you stop me because i just get so excited with with my baby my my baby backpack uh so you just say no. hey mateo stop <laughs> no, actually let's, let's talk about that because a lot of people that listen here um like a lot of trail runners i should say like the fast pack as well where you do kind of like an ultralight backpacking trip for a couple days so like what would like, I, don't know, I guess my question would be like, what would make your product good as a fast pack? Because I see a lot of fast packs and they're pretty terrible, honestly. But if yours is very comfortable and works well, like what did you guys do that's different than say some of the other ones on the market? Well, um, you know, I'm, um, I'm not a designer. <laughs> um, I just, I'm very picky uh, when I, when I have a backpack and, you know, I like to, so I, I love to hiking and long distance hiking and I like to go fast. Maybe not as fast as you guys, because you guys are crazy, <laughs> like crazy, <laughs> but I like to run a little bit sometimes when my back is like five kilos, which would be, um, I don't know, like 14 pounds or 15 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, I like to jiggle a little bit. And, you know, I've seen some fast packs. And I mean, they're all good backpacks. They, I mean, my, my pack probably has some issues. I know we had some issues because it's so hard to make a perfect backpack. But I think you need to be careful with some stuff. I've seen some backpacks that the shoulder straps are very close to your neck. And even though they try to put some like cushioning material, 
when you run, it will just rub your neck. Like it will rub it, you know? And I've seen a lot of fastbacks with that. So I think that's a very important point that you need to be careful to be able to put the shoulder straps away for your neck, like away for it. And maybe, but now some people do like, okay, so I'm going to do a thinner, a thinner shoulder strap, which is not good at all because now the pressure is going to be right in your shoulders. So um, you, I think it's like a sweet spot of, um, you know, the shoulder strap width, white width. Yeah, I think it's width. Yeah. Wide, I don't know. And um, where it's positioned, then obviously how it carry the weights, the weights. For, so for example, our fastback have um, like a, the lateral adjustment, adjustment um, system. It's webbing, but it's like a Z. So it's like a, triple kind of a webbing you know like it's like a zigzag that goes back and forward to the main body of the backpack and the lower part of the shoulder straps i have a i have a bag right here but anyways i can just show you but no anyways so um i think that's very cool because the pack will um like hug you from your torso the lower part of your torso right when your ribs end so that's like a a, a place that you want pressure and you want the back the back to feel like it's attached to you so um that way your hips are free you don't need a you don't need a hip belt so your hips are free you can just run jump and and yeah the back should feel like an extension of your body that's my that's my thoughts that's like the qualitative i don't know if that's a word um <laughs> um the qualitative um feature of the backpack that you need to feel like it's part of you um so yeah it's we made like six prototypes maybe a good designer will do like one or two <laughs> but yeah it's like we did it the mexican way just okay if that doesn't work do another man, man. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no, that's funny what you're saying is true though like because i like i i love like backpacking super fun and everything but a lot of packs on the market are just, they don't feel very comfortable. And then like after a few hours, you're just kind of like, oh, my back hurts or my arms hurt or my neck hurts. And so having a pack that fits properly and like you're saying is an extension of your body versus something else that's on top of you is yeah. really nice. Like when I run, I barely, I hardly ever wear a pack because it's just, there's movement and it causes like chafing issues and it's really annoying. So I usually run shirtless just with like handheld water bottles because it's, it's just so much more simple, but, um, but like when you're backpacking, obviously you can't do that. You need a, a, a bigger pack or if you're fast packing. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Also because I mean, so I, 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 on the website, we say like, okay, this pack is perfect for, um, unsupported FKT attempts. So I think it is, I think for a runner uh, that will like to do like this multiple day, like alone, super ultra badass <laughs> trail mm -hmm. <laughs> that there's probably crazy people that does that i think this pack will be a very good one for that i mean i don't do i'm not that crazy <laughs> but if i would be i will use that pack for sure i mean for sure i think it's right in the sweet spot where you can carry i mean and also, I mean, I was carrying, um, last year I did the Colorado Trail and it was my first like through hike with the fast pack. 
And um, I was having like a fully enclosed tent as a 20 degree sleeping quilt. You know, I have a stove and I was like, my base weight was like 8.8 pounds. So I think it was wonderful. I mean, it was perfect. I I felt, sorry, it felt so comfortable. So yeah, maybe, yeah, take, yeah, maybe we can work something out and maybe in the future you can have one and you can try it and give me a, a review. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to check one out. They they look pretty solid. And like I've used a lot of different backpacks over the years from from camera bags to hiking backpacks to running packs. And it, it's kind of insane to me how how some of these bigger brands are able to market their backpacks in a way that they sell a lot of product, but the backpacks themselves are not very good quality. They make people think they're great quality and they're these amazing bags, but then they're actually not. And I what I've realized over the years is smaller companies make better products and they're a lot easier to work with and and they treat their employees better so it's cool to see you guys doing that in mexico yeah 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 yeah. thank you thank you i i will accept your compliment because (laughs) um isn't it's not easy it's not easy but um what i find out is that um even me as a mexican you know and i'm and i you know i'm a a middle high class here in Mexico, you know, because my, my parents have the fortune to have like a good job. I always study in like private schools, which if you want to have like a decent education here in Mexico, private school is the way, but then you have to pay like $250 each month uh, for a private like elementary school and middle school, which maybe is not in the US, but here is like a lot, you know, and a lot of people cannot make that. So I, even me, like with all this uh, um, knowledge and and luck, you know, um, I, I was and, and this being in this like middle high class, maybe in this kind of bubble, you know, like to I was like the real Mexico, you know, the poor Mexico or the middle poor Mexico, sometimes is very far off my imagination. Imagination, even though I'm Mexican. So like, oh no, probably Mexican workers work were like super bad. Probably that's because that's why there's no like quality brands. But no, the problem is that people don't pay good wages to the workers. So if you pay the workers a good amount of money and you're like, hey, I'm paying you a lot. So what are you going to do? Because also Mexicans, we are super lazy. Like, oh man, holy smokes. Like a lot of Mexicans are very lazy. I mean, there are some Mexicans that are not and that work hard, and, but a lot of Mexicans are lazy. And that's why there's a lot of obesity in Mexico too, you know, because our race, maybe some fellow Mexicans are going to be so mad at me if they hear me. But um, that, 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 that's our culture here. And, um, but I realized like, Hey, if we pay high salaries, they, they're going to start doing this wonderful work. And it's amazing. I was like, these packs are better than my U S backpacks, you know? So that's the, that's the formula. That's the formula to have a, a good product. Just pay, pay better. <laughs> no, I think we see that a lot in the, the States as well, where 
like just say for example like a fast food company i don't i don't know if you ever heard of chick-fil-a or in and out burger um they're they're just fast food restaurants but when you go to those places i don't necessarily frequent them but they they pay their workers well and they treat them well and then you see the employees treating the customers a lot better and so you have a better company a better product and it's more enjoyable to go there versus like mcdonald's or something where they don't pay their employees very much and that's reflected in their attitudes towards the customers yeah yeah yeah, yeah no for sure yeah I, I it's worldwide and um is this culture that maybe uh, the u.s implemented to just make money and try to make money like it's the first goal and you just have to make as much money as possible and i believe it's wrong i mean what i can tell i mean i love money we all do because i love to travel i love gear you know i like having a good time and unfortunately you need money for that so yeah but there's this other part of it you know and i don't know maybe i'm too young and too positive <laughs> <laughs> and maybe i i still have a dream because i'm young and yeah but i don't know yeah. No, that's cool. But let's um let's backtrack a little bit. How did you get into hiking and then how did you get into starting your own company to make backpacks? Well, um it's it's a funny story. Maybe a lot of people experience it. But um I was 12 years old and I saw uh, Into the Wild, you know, the movie, very yeah. cliché, cliché movie. It's a nice movie though. Okay. <laughs> um and there's this scene like 20 second scene that uh, oh pacific crest trail and you can see the main character hiking in a trail and i was like oh what is that so i google it and i was and i saw like oh it's a it's a trail that you just walk for like more than two or thousand miles and i was like okay so when i was 12 years old I decided like, okay, I want to do that. And I want to be part of that for the rest of my life. So um, that was my dream until I was 19 when I, when I graduated from high school. And then I worked and then I went to the PCT and I hiked a lash. I don't know if you were familiar with the term lash. No, what's that? Am I, am I able to swear? Yeah, go for it. Okay, it's, it's a long ass uh, uh, section hike. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's not a very bad word, but okay. So yeah, I did a <laughs> 1300 lash of the Pacific Crest Trail. And um, well, for me, it's a lash. Maybe for other people or not. But yeah, uh, I stopped it because it was 2019 and snow was terrible. And I was 19. And I was so scared. I was like, nope, I'm going back to Mexico. to my sunny, beautiful, not snowy Mexico. So I went back to Mexico and I realized that I purchased all this U.S. cottage companies um, um, gear. You know, I purchased some CPAC, some lightning equipment, you know, these like most more famous ultralight companies in Mexico, in the U.S., sorry. And I had this this terrible job that I hated. Um, I was I was a I was nineteen. I was a manager in a beauty saloon, like a really fancy <laughs> beauty saloon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Laugh at me. It was it was bad. 
I learned a lot though. I learned a lot of like numbers and you know, like um, how do you say like company stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I didn't like that that work at all. And my girlfriend, that she's still my girlfriend, Regina, we're like seven years together now. I know, so young yet so dumb. But anyways, <laughs> she was like, um, "Hey, why don't you do like something else? You know, like you like hiking, you love gear. Why don't you do something?" So she put that little like uh she poked me a little bit with that and i was like okay so i'm gonna start making backpacks for our mexican our fellow mexican through hikers that uh, are looking for some ultralight gear uh, but they don't have options here and it's very expensive to import and pay import taxes so let's do this these backpacks for our mexicans through hikers uh and in mexico there's zero through hikers <laughs> so nobody told me that <laughs> so i was selling like one backpack a month <laughs> but now but then you know the u.s was like oh so these guys in mexico are doing backpacks and i don't know it just hit it you know people were so interested by this mexican brand doing high quality gear and um so yeah that's pretty much how it started and then we entered to Garage Room Gear. I don't know if you know them. Um, it's like this retailer in the US. Mm-hmm. And from that moment, the, the company just like, boom, exploded. A lot of companies from Japan, Korea, they start like looking for us and asking for backpacks. So now we sell in all around the world and we've been growing organically. And yeah, I've been enjoying it. Even though I'm super, super super um how do you say um i have a lot of stuff to do i forgot the word busy Um, yes yeah super busy because i'm in college too um i don't feel like i'm like tired of it it's just like super cliche but i guess i'm doing what i love what i love so it feels it feels you probably feel the same with the podcast probably so so yeah yeah no that's really interesting i think it is like you're saying cliche like the movie into the wild but like that gets a lot of people into the outdoors and it's it's kind of interesting how we all have these different stories but they're also kind of similar and then you kind of take a take a risk to do something that you love but you know you're going to be a lot happier versus just working like you're saying like as a manager at a beauty salon or just whatever job you have because we've all had jobs we're just like i'm just doing this to pay the bills and you want to do something else but then those people that actually like take a chance and I don't know, just take a chance because it's it's risky. You might not succeed or you might succeed and you never know, but like you went for it and that's really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think for having tr- tr- uh, three years in the market, we're doing very, very good. I mean, I think like the five-year five mark is when you start like seeing that the brand flows. Mm-hmm. And um, now it flows great. <laughs> well, maybe because my standards, my Mexican standards are lower. <laughs> but I think we are doing great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. I feel like um, I'm not working at all. Sometimes I go to bed and I go, man, I'm so tired. And also this part, like, it's way easier to just like expect your monthly payment and organize your life. And just, you know, you're going to have your monthly budget and you can organize and 
And here you can get like a super good amount of money in a month and then a super low in three months. So <laughs> you you need to be able to support these ups and downs. And and yeah, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, I, I understand that too for myself because I, I got a freelance, so I have my own company. And it's like, oh, like I'm really busy for say six months. And then suddenly it's like, okay, there's a few months where you have to, I don't know, it's like a leaner time, I guess, but you could say like you're not working as much or there's not as much income. So you have to really balance your budgets throughout the year so that way you don't go bankrupt or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, Let's talk a little bit about just like Mexican trail culture, because I don't remember if we were recording yet, but we were talking about trail running and backpacking and um, like there's kind of a trail running scene. Like I've been down to Mexico a few times for trail running events and I have friends down there that trail run, but like is hiking just not part of the culture uh, as far as Hispanics go? Um, no, well, yeah, as I told you, trail running is huge here. Um, but yeah, hiking, no. I mean, there's there's a thing where I don't go alone here in Mexico. I don't hike. I, I don't usually hike alone. And I, especially when I go to new new mountains or new hills that I want to explore and maybe I know that there's a trail there but it's not like a frequently frequently uh, hiked trail so also because um, a lot of the organized crime people actually have their bases in the less accessible mountains you know so I don't know, for example, a few weeks ago, I was hiking with um, Chris Lloyd, which is like a cool uh, geologist here in, in Mexico. He's Canadian. And I was helping him doing some like um, investigation of some rocks. And um, we were in this canyon. And suddenly we saw these four tents in the middle of nowhere. Dry season, so no water. Like there's no water like anywhere. And I was like, why are there some tents there? And why is that green? You know, like, why are, why are there, like, green vegetation <laughs> now? And it was like a marijuana field in the middle of nowhere. And these guys figured out how to get water in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we ended up talking with the farmers. And they were like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, we were doing some. <laughs> Chris was like, uh, we're doing some some mapping, and I was like, man, shut up. I mean, why are you doing some <laughs> mapping to these guys? They're gonna fucking kill you. And they were like, no, no, we're just doing like a review for the rocks, and they were cool with it. So yeah, you need to be careful though, because I mean, if you see these guys and you like act like I don't know, suspicious, you can get in trouble. But if you like talk and no, we're doing this, that also his Canadian accent worked. Uh, helps yeah. for sure <laughs> but um but yeah you you can you can have that kind of um experiences if you go to somewhere new or somewhere that not a lot of people goes so um there's some trails that are like frequently hiked which are not they're like just day hikes and that's that's about it up north you know in baja in baja california you can get some long distance trails for sure you you just need some organization some water caches and um, because it's so dry up there 
But um, the thing is, because I've been working with this, I tried to work a few years ago with this organization. It's called uh, Senderos de Mexico, so Mexican Trails, which is like a um, very good organization. They, they're trying to make trails or to maintain trails. And um, But the thing is that it's super hard to make a long distance trail here in Mexico because so the land is divided in private property because after the revolution a hundred years ago, Mexico, uh, because they were after Porfirio Diaz, which was like a dictatorship in Mexico and uh, he was the owner of everything. Uh, the revolution uh, after his command, uh, his presidency um, they were like okay we're going to divide the country to the people so now that that division still up to date so they have like these, these huge lands which are private and are divided in so one one piece of land is divided in 20 families or 20 families are the owners of this you know of this piece of land so if you want to tell them like, hey, so we have this trail that is going to go through your property. You need to get all the 20 families together and they need to sign and you need to go to the local government. You need to make a, like a development local plan. And it's impossible. It's so hard. It's so, so hard. So Mexico is a little bit like Texas, like there's no public land, but mm -hmm. worst because we have the Mexican administration that is super bureaucratic and just impossible to do something. But um, I'm young, I have time. So if I start working now, maybe in some years we can we can get something also because if the bad guys are going to see that there's a long trail and people are going to be alone in the middle of nowhere, some bad guys will go like, okay, so we can rob them there and nobody will tell us anything. There's nobody. So that's another thing. So you need to talk with the local cities and towns and talk to the government in those towns and say like, hey, tell your bad guys to leave these people alone because they're tourists. They're going to give money to your town. And it's just a, such a hard work, like super hard work. But yeah, yeah, that's that's why there's not a lot of <laughs> trails here. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of Americans are like their idea of Mexico is like, oh, I went to Cabo San Lucas or I went to whatever resort town and they don't really know the intricacies or the details of how Mexico operates. And it, it's very different from the United States as far as like the culture and the government and and all these different things. And like, which is, I don't know, obviously differences are fine, but it's it'd be really cool to see a long distance trail in Mexico because like we were speaking about, like it's such a diverse area. Like the border is so much different than like Guadalajara where you're at or like the very like Southern tip of Mexico. There's, and it's such a cool diverse country and it'd be amazing to have a trail that went through the entire country. Oh yeah. It will be sick. Super tough though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe in, um, maybe by the time we both die, we'll, we'll see a long trail in Mexico. Yeah, well, well, let me tell you, I think um, with all this China-US conflict, a lot of companies in the US are looking for handcrafting in Mexico more and more and more. 
So Mexico is going to become a powerful country in a few years. I, I, that's what I think. Um, and um, hopefully um, <laughs> the administration can change too. And, and yeah, the thing is that education in Mexico sucks. In the U.S. too, um, like public education. And that's the main reason why people... There's bad guys, and that's the main reason why um, um, there's a lot of conflicts in Mexico. Because if you uh, if you teach a kid or you teach a person how to do the right way and how to you know teach them to keep Mexico integrity and try to fight and um, taught to, um, 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 they can learn that the easy path most of the times is not the correct path you know um maybe um we can we can see some improvements in our country and also in the us i think the us is have some issues too with that you know like education is a problem there so maybe yeah i don't know maybe here in mexico we do a lot of man manifestations for uh feminism which is good we do a lot of man manifestations for crime for um you know like all these social problems that occurs in mexico but nobody nobody fights for education nobody and i think is all the problems comes from there so i believe it's a fight that we should all start and we should all be part of it and i think even in the u.s that the country is so divided I think education is something that both parts of America will love to have, like better education, you know, like what's wrong with that, you know? And I think it's like a common point where we all can bring together and do one and be one, you know, and fight for the same thing. I'm getting so corny now. I've developed the conversation to another level now. I'm sorry. No, my, mind, my mind just rushes. Yeah, you're not wrong, though. I think like the real way to fix most issues in society or a lot of the issues anyways is through education. Because yeah. if you're in a like a, I don't know, you're a poorer family, if you, if you become educated, you're able to break that cycle. Or if like instead of like joining like a criminal organization, if you're able to make money in a legal way, most people would rather do that versus have to kind of be in the black market and potentially get killed or arrested. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I mean, and anyways, um, for the original question, it will be amazing <laughs> to have a long distance trail in Mexico. Oh yeah, it will be nice. Um, and I, I think I have the idea of where it could be. Um, but like north, north of Mexico will be the the best uh to start one, because Mexico is divided in three. Um, like in an in an administ administration. So you have the north, the center, and the south. And the north, I think, is the more like stable um, because you ha we have a lot of influence in the U.S. So and also the states in the north are are bigger. And um, I don't know. I just think it's easier to start something there. Um, so yeah, I have some ideas. Have you been to Cuatro Cienegas in Coahuila? No, I haven't. You have to check that out. That's okay. one spot that should be in a through hiking uh, in Mexico. It should be there. It's like 
super nice spot. Like it's like an oasis in the middle of the desert. It's beautiful. Yeah, you, you should check it out. That's one. And but north, north is the way to go first. And when you have the system in north and you have all the 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 pattern, you can then do something near Guadalajara and probably on the south it's just so different south you will have to go more in a touristic kind of approach with um, indigenous people kind of doing like this um, indigenous tourism kind of thing and in the north you could do some more the u.s like um, hiking yeah mexico is the, is diverse in culture too and an administration is crazy <laughs> yeah that's very true there's actually a, a bike packing route that i want to do not backpacking but bike packing on the baja peninsula it's called the baja divide and i wanted to do it forever i just don't have the the proper bike set up because it's so sandy and i need fatter tires on my bike but it just looks like an incredible ride to go down through um, all of baja california yeah, I've I've seen that. That looks tough, man. The roads are just so crazy. Just you see like rocks like this, like it's crazy. You you see the videos and people just like just stumbling <laughs> around all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that true. Would be sick. That would be yeah. sick. I would love to do it, but in a road bike. I oh, love okay. like road uh road biking. Mm -hmm. And I will do it. I will do it, hopefully one day yeah yeah that'd be amazing too um yeah. let's talk a little bit more than about like because we've alluded to it a couple times but um like paying people proper wages so that way they can it's like i guess kind of how i'm interpreting like your companies like obviously you're making backpacks like that's the main thing you're making money you want to like you like through hiking and hiking it's a wonderful thing but also paying people like a decent living wage so that way they're not almost forced to join, say, a cartel or some sort of criminal organization. So you are creating change in Mexico through your company. Can you like maybe talk more about that? Because I think a lot of people don't understand why somebody would want to join, say, a cartel versus just like, oh, I'm going to go get a job or go to school. Like a lot of Americans don't understand why. Well, I mean, first of all, um, I truly believe most of the Mexican people are good people and most of the Mexican people will not be part of a cartel even though it will be the easy path. So I want to make that clear, first of all. I believe there's a bunch of Mexican people that are good people and that have values and maybe they had the luck, the luck to have love in their homes and education and, and yeah. But also, there's this other part uh, of people that, yeah, I, I talk about this in, in another podcast. Um, and um, an example would be these guys called hawks, you know, like a, like a falcon, like a hawk. Mm -hmm. That's how they call them. And they, they are these kids, you know, like 17-year-old kid in a motorbike, you know, with a phone and with a gun. And they're just um, uh, riding around the city or riding around a specific area in the city. And they're just um, giving uh, information to the main you know, group like, hey, so there's these people here. I saw a policeman here. There's some people selling drugs here. Then they should not sell drugs here, you know. And that guy gets paid 
um, I don't know, like 600 pesos, sorry, $600 a month, you know, but they have a free phone and a free motorbike and a gun. So they feel powerful um, and they will rather do that than have a decent, you know, that than have a, a normal job, you know, like working in a company or something, earning $400 a month, you know? So that's maybe one example. And maybe it's the easy path I was talking about, you know, like, oh, I'm getting paid more. Um, I have a motorbike. I have a gun. And, and the thing is, organized crime in Mexico, if you ever talk with them, they will say like, I, 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 I've met some people that have talked directly to some of the, you know, of, of the main guys. And they were like, oh, um, if there's an issue, we operate fast. And the military and the police in Mexico operate so slow. We are the good ones. We are the real, you know, like logistic um, policemen. Because if there's a problem, we can be there as fast as possible. So organized crime have this like system um, that works, you know, works for them. Um, but the main problem uh, uh, Derek, and it's a very, very big issue, is that everybody consumes drugs. Everybody in Mexico consumes marijuana. Everybody consumes, um, uh, you know, like um, appeals, you know, like a lot of people like drugs, you know, and and um, I personally don't do drugs. I've I've tried I've tried the uh, uh, marijuana. I've tried it like once. Only once was where I like felt it, you know, and and it feels great. <laughs> I mean, what I can tell you, it feels great. It feels good, and I think people just again the easy path, you know. Oh, it feels great. I'm gonna consume it, and then I'm I, I talk with my friends that consume it or the people I know like. And hey, have you ever thought that if you buy that, you're giving more power to the crime? And they were like, oh, I, I, I didn't thought about that. And, and I'm like, how? <laughs> I mean, it makes so much sense. If you consume something that it's illegal and gives money to the crime, because people usually are like smoking and they're like, oh, no, my country is so insecure. Like, oh, no, there's a lot of violence. And man, stop consuming and stop promoting it. And maybe the easy way will be to legalize drug here. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's one example. And another example is going to be if people pay high salaries, the kid, the 70-year-old kid, um, that have a gun and a motorbike and a $600 monthly payment will rather learn how to sew and how to make backpacks, you know? And they're, okay, so maybe I will I will um, get paid um, $900 or, you know, like $800 or, or maybe $600, but I will not have be exposed to be killed, you know? And um, so, yeah, maybe maybe that's, hopefully companies will realize that because that's the that's the way to do it if you if you pay high salaries you'll do something right i mean that's for sure <laughs> yeah so that's about it yeah i agree and 
it is a, a very complicated situation because, and I think a lot of Americans kind of feel the same way as a lot of Mexicans do. We're like, oh, I'm just consuming this drug and it's only impacting me, but it's just buying a product. You're supporting essentially a cartel as a company. So you're supporting them. They can grow larger and more powerful, which could cause more violence or more issues. And people don't really think past that initial like, oh, I got I get high and I like it. And they're not thinking about all the the repercussions or the negative side effects of what happens with these cartel or, or criminal organizations, I should say. And it's it's I don't know, it's it's kind of frustrating because I don't know, it's like you're saying, people just kind of do their thing and live in the moment and they don't think beyond that their their life, I guess, and the impacts that their actions have on other people's lives. Yeah, yeah, I think um I don't know. I think it's a lot of our gener my generation too, that we just don't give a damn about anything, and we are super egocentric, mm -hmm. and we just care about ourselves. And I believe we are in a time that we truly should see for each other and take care of each other and and love each other. People are so afraid of the word love, and maybe it's super intense. But I mean, man, we should definitely um, love each other and take care of each other and learn how to love and learn that uh, love is the way. And <laughs> all the people that have promoted that have uh, like everybody like just have get, got like killed, you know, like uh, <laughs> or shot like Martin Luther King or Gandhi or John Lennon or if somebody shot Bob Marley. You know, like how? <laughs> I mean, I mean, these guys were just trying to promote love, you know. And um, yeah, I think it's truly a mission that we should just like try to love each other and be nice. Um, yeah, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting so so corny now. <laughs> yeah, but you're right though, and it's like it's such an easy thing to do just to treat people with respect. And then those changes make a big change, like a very big positive change. And and like in the end, it's like, yeah, we're all people. Like it doesn't matter what country you're born in. We're all humans. So like, why do we yeah. treat people differently based on like where they're from or their financial status or something? It's like, who cares? Like you can be a good person, whether you make $10 a month or $10 million a month, you can still be a great person. Yeah. Even though, even though in the US, because I see, you know, I'm into social media, of course, with the brand. And because all most of our customers are in the US, you know, the algorithm give me some like US content, you know, yeah. so I get these videos of, you know, uh, the extreme rights, you know, like uh, these um, videos of podcasts of these like crypto guys, you know, interviewing feminists and fighting each other. And I'm like, man, like what <laughs> i mean like why don't you just like um agree and disagree and just like love each other guys like you know you can learn from everybody i can learn from you and you can learn from me and um even though i mean let's say i'm extreme right and you're extreme left and um, we still can learn from each other i'm open to it in the pct i've experienced some like racist like racism comments and um i mean it's okay i mean i i'm i'm probably more racist towards myself than anybody else <laughs> i like to make some some jokes about myself in the us and people are like what? 
how do you say that yeah it's so funny <laughs> it is it's funny you mentioned that because like i was talking to a friend about that the other day but um just like it it's funny how like in america in the united states i should say we're everyone's hyper focused on race like oh you're black you're white you're mexican you're asian but then it's like like who cares and it's fun to make fun of yourself like i can make fun <laughs> of my culture and then i have friends that are asian and make fun of asian culture my mexican friends make fun of mexican culture i'm like <laughs> It's like, it's like, it's our culture. It's funny and it's fun. And it's like, why take ourselves so seriously and get offended about nothing? Like we should just all have a good time and and enjoy each other's company and learn from each other. Like you're saying. Yeah. 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 I think irony is a, is a step forward intelligence. I, I truly believe that if you have like own irony, it's good. Good green flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally agree, man. Yeah. Um, well, cool. it's getting close to about an hour or so. And yeah. I know we both got stuff. Do you have a company to run? And I'm actually, <laughs> I need to go for my run for the day. It's about that time. So, um, yeah. so Mateo, where can people find your company and find out more about you guys? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I didn't uh, knew that uh, I was uh, sharing my, my company here. I thought I, we were just going to talk about other stuff. So <laughs> we're doing I both. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, we have um, you know, our website, voltbeoutdoorgear.com. And um you can find us there. We have like free shipping in the US. And um if you don't like the backpack, just shoot an email and we can figure uh things out. You you guys will probably love it anyways. So um yeah, so yeah. And in the US in Garage Run Gear too. You can find our backpacks there with free shipping too. And they'll probably ship faster. Um, I think they're sold out, but we're going to give some some packs to them soon. So yeah, that's about it. <laughs> cool. No, that's awesome. Um, I'll definitely have to check all that stuff out. And, um, and hopefully we'll see a long trail in Mexico soon because I love Mexico. I've spent a lot of time there. And where I live now, it's, it's super close to, to the country. And it's just a really beautiful place with great people. So if you've be cool to see yeah. the company grow and to see hiking and the outdoor industry grow there as well yeah yeah hopefully you can i'm gonna oh man i will need to work a lot but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it for for all of us who wants to see mexico in a trail it will be nice <laughs>